like the Buffalo Bills. What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. I greatly appreciate everyone for tuning in for today's episode. If you do not follow me on Instagram, please give me a follow at English Encore Podcast. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. We have some big news coming next week. We're going to be introducing a new co-host um, to the podcast, which I will reveal um, a day or two leading up to that on Instagram. So be sure um, to be on the lookout for that. Me and Zach will also be recording an episode on Friday this week to discuss all the NBA for agency as well as the draft. Today, we're going to be in the down in the dumps with the Buffalo Sabres and the Buffalo Bills with all circles leading back home to the Pagulas. So let's start with the Buffalo Sabres and Jack Eichel and his agent putting out a tweet on Friday night, kind of what it means. My takeaway of the whole situation and kind of getting into the Bills stuff after as far as the Pagulas wanting 100% funding from the general public um, as far as building the new stadium and everything and then the threat of moving them to Austin, Texas. So, Friday night, very late. We're talking 9.45 p.m., so pretty much all the Twitter birds are out. Jack Eichel's agents and representatives, so Peter King and uh, Peter Donatelli, released the following statement um, regarding Jack Eichel and the Sabres. The process is not working. As previously stated, we fully anticipated a trade by the start of the NHL free agency period. After the agreed-upon and prescribed period for conservative rehabilitation lapsed in early June 2021, it was determined by the Sabres medical staff that a surgical procedure was required. The recommendation by Jack's independent neurosurgeon, uh, other spine specialists consulted, and the excuse me, the surgery Jack feels most comfortable having his neck is to proceed with artificial disc replacement surgery. A further point of concern is that our camp was initially under the impression the Sabres specialist was in agreement with the artificial disc replacement surgery until that was no longer the case. What is being left out of the discussion is that Jack would have the ability to play in the NHL for the start of the pending start of the season pending medical clearance if he were allowed to have the surgery he desires even as of this date. Repeated requests have been made to the Sabres since early June to no avail. This process is stopping Jack from playing in the NHL, and it is not working. So let's just break everything down piece by piece. So a lot of this isn't really old news. It's kind of just publicized now. And to be completely honest with you, I don't think this is a great look for Jack. And as this process goes on, I don't think Jack has necessarily handled this the best way. And I think his perception amongst the fans as he's going to be leaving the Buffalo Sabres isn't great. Do I think he necessarily truly cares about that? No. Um, Based on a lot of what he's dealt with, I think at this point, he's kind of just, if you hate me, you hate me. If you like me, I'm appreciative um, of Buffalo. The biggest two things I'm taking away from this is that the Sabres originally agreed that 
this procedure that Jack wants to have, the artificial disc was what they would agree to, and then they kind of pulled it back. They Now it just seems like they do know that he needs to have surgery, as it's noted that he's been skating now in Boston a little bit, but they don't want him to have this because it's some new surgery that's never been done on an NHL player. Well, if you listen to Elliot Freeman's 31 Thoughts podcast, which had Jack Eichel's doctor, Dr. Chad uh, Prusmack, a neurosurgeon in Colorado, who is the one recommending the surgery to Eichel to have the disc corrected with artificial disc replacement surgery, he goes into this for almost an hour on Ike, or on Elliot Freeman's 31 Thoughts. So if you haven't given that a listen, please do. And it's obviously this is Jack's side, and you can go and look at other things. Um, the Sabres haven't released anything on their side other than maybe some financial stuff of why they won't let him have the surgery. The other reason I don't understand why you wouldn't want him to have it is because right now his value clearly isn't what you want it to be, hence why you won't trade him. The only way for his value to go back up is by him getting on the ice and playing again. And I know that involves some risk, letting him have the surgery. And I'm sure there are other teams that wouldn't want him to have this surgery. But as this guy breaks down, um, this doctor breaks down in the podcast, this isn't something that's just never been done before. Like minor league hockey players have had this surgery. Just because it's not done at the NHL level doesn't mean it's going to be less effective at the NHL level than it is at the minor league level. And this surgery has been done in other pro sports like MMA and UFC. And, you know, the one that they want him to have, this fusion surgery, they act like this has been done hundreds and hundreds of times um, at the NHL level. It really hasn't. It's been done a handful of times. And the thing with the fusion surgery is basically you're almost putting, like, I don't want to, like, act like I'm a doctor or anything, but from the sounds of it, it's almost like putting a nail or a placeholder in your neck, kind of like a screw to hold things in place. And your movement in your neck isn't as, you know, good as it probably should be. And the thing with the fusion surgery is, you know, I want to say this, I'd have to go back and re-listen for the exact numbers first. Like 75% of the people that have fusion surgery need the surgery, you know, years and years down the line multiple times again, because you have to replace that or reconnect the disc once again with the, artificial disc you're basically not doing that at all the risk of you having to do another surgery is significantly lower than the fusion and from my understanding and what the doctor was saying is that if for some reason that the artificial disc surgery doesn't work then you could go to the fusion if need be but this to me all comes down to is it's Jack's body. And I understand in the CBA that it's ultimately up to the Sabres doctors. And if they're not comfortable and for financial reasons, you know, that's the reason why this is happening and why there's this huge, you know, mess between Eichel and the Sabres, which to me, I think we're going to be coming to a point where you're going to have a third party involved to decide this. Like it's his body. And if for anyone that's out there saying, you know, Jack Eichel is making $10 million, like, get on the ice and play. Like, you're not in this guy's situation. Like, I couldn't even imagine, you know, going to a regular job and my employment telling me, you know, you can't have this surgery. 
even though it's something that you want done to your body and it's something you feel comfortable with and it's your recommended by your doctor and you're getting told you can't do it. Like think about how messed up that is. Now we don't know like all the facts because this could all be hearsay, but the Sabres haven't really spoken much other than, you know, saying they're in control of the process and they don't want them to have the surgery. You know, at the end of the day, you want the best for the player going forward. And I think if you let him have the surgery, you're only going to increase the chance of him being a more valuable trade asset because what team wants to trade for him right now when you have this mess going on? It's clear that the value is not very high because Kevin Adams isn't willing to trade him. And the longer this lingers on, I don't see how you're going to get his trade value higher and you're just going to let this thing linger and linger. And it's clear that they probably don't want him in the organization around you know, these players because he's a locker room cancer, which is a whole different discussion. But the whole situation is just a dumpster fire and just shows you how poorly run the organization is in all aspects. Like, the overwhelming majority because of this Eichel thing is you're blowing up the roster. You're getting rid of Sam Reinhart, a great player that you didn't get as much you should have for because you kept bridging him over and over. Shout out Jason Botterill. You have the Tim Murray things where you trade away pretty much all your assets to get guys like Ryan O'Reilly, Evander Kane stuff in here. You traded those guys away, and, you know, it blew up in your face. Again, Jason Bottle, but again, Tim Murray, shout out for pretty much screwing everything up. I respect him going for it, but it put the Sabres in a terrible spot. And you tank for Eichel, and he's supposed to be the savior, and now everyone wants to hate Eichel. Like, did we forget that the Bagulas are the owners and literally have done nothing since they bought the team? Like, we haven't gone to the playoffs we have the longest drought in the NHL for making the playoffs. Everyone is so focused on what the Bills are doing right now, and now that they're finally good because they stumbled into hiring the right people. Everyone, I've talked about this a million times, they forget that they hired Rex Ryan and allowed him to bring in his brother and all these other clowns before we stumbled upon Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. And... It's already been reported before that sometimes Bagulas aren't as happy with the Bills because they're not as hands-on involved when clearly they're hands-on involved with the Sabres and it's just a complete dumpster fire. The video of them when they get Taylor Hall and it's Kevin Adams and Pagula in the little room and you can hear them talking, you know, Pagula, yeah, you know, this move, you know, this makes us a cup contender. Like, no, it doesn't. You're so blind to what's going on with your organization. Your arena is disgusting. It's one of the most outdated arenas in the hockey, um, National Hockey League. And you keep bringing in these terrible coaches, these terrible GMs. And for what it's worth, I don't think Kevin Adams actually done a terrible job. And I'm happy that he's sticking to his guns from the standpoint of, yes, you can't trade Eichel for literally nothing. You have to get the deal right. But part of the reason you're not getting the deal right right now is because the organization isn't letting Jack get the surgery he wants or at least haven't handled that situation better. And again, you can think what you want about Jack Eichel. You can say he's a terrible leader. And I'm sure you can point to examples of him being a terrible leader. Everyone say he's the worst captain ever. You know, part of it is, A, he probably shouldn't have been named the captain when he was. He kind of got thrust into that role because... Who else were you going to name the captain? Because Oposo and those guys haven't been here nearly as long as him. And as good as they might be leadership-wise, you know, they're never on the ice because of injuries. So there's one point there. 
you know, him breaking his stick, the body language, his interviews, stuff like that. Yes, obviously it's un- or frustrating. You want to see him act more like Josh Allen does with the media, more hyped up, blah, 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 blah. But you want to know why Jack Eichel's like that? It's because the Pagulas have screwed this up so bad. They've never gotten him the talent they need around him. They've always, since Ryan Miller's left, they've neglected goaltending. They have been terrible defensively. Even some of the players that they were able to bring in that were good, you know, whether it's Reinhardt, Skinner, Kane, they were never on the team long enough to really get chemistry going. You paid Jeff Skinner all this money after he has a 40-goal season only to have Ralph Kruger just completely dismantle him and put him in the bottom pair and pretty much ruin him. And now he's one of the worst contracts in hockey. And you want to continue to talk about Jack Eichel's leadership and him not being a good captain. What about when Dylan Cousins scored his first goal and Jack Eichel's the first one on the bench congratulating him, jumping up and down? Or Victor Olofsson the year before when he is really taking his first full season in NHL and there's videos of Jack Eichel showing him on an iPad what he needs to do and trying to help him along. You want to know what else? And this is so sad that this is the best thing that's happened to the Sabres in the last 10 years, but I think it's very relevant. The 10-game win streak. Where was all the crap about Jack Eichel being a terrible leader and a terrible captain then? There wasn't. You want to know why? Because they were fucking winning games. Like, it's so mind-boggling that people just understand. You know, winning changes everything. If they would have put a winning product on the ice, if they would have made winning moves and put the right pieces around Jack and Sam and actually cared about goaltending and gotten the correct coach in here and not went down all these different phases and hired Ralph Kruger from, you know, managing a team of soccer over... Um, in Europe, and he only has limited NHL experience as a head coach, to Phil Housley and these other guys who didn't have head coaching experience before, to Dan Bilesma, you know, who, shockingly enough, is probably the best ones that they've hired, and even he wasn't good. Like, winning changes things, and because the Pagulas can't put the stuff on the ice or off the ice for the fans, all the food at the arena sucks, Lenovo Pizza sucks, the fact that Kevin Weeks mentioned Lenova Pizza as the pizza for Buffalo during the Seattle Kraken expansion draft made me want to puke repeatedly in my mouth. It It's just so... Ugh, this organization is so bad, and it always goes back to Bagulas, but because Jack is frustrated and finally wants out, fans are mad at him. Fans are mad at him for coming out now with the statement, which, again, I don't think was the best move on him. But all this is doing is taking away the attention. Everyone's focused on what Kevin Adams is doing, what Jack's doing, and what's going to happen. But no one seems to keep going back to the Pagulas. Like, I don't hear anyone in the major sport media world talking about the Pagulas as regards to the Jack like situation and the Sabres. What they're focused on now with the Pagulas, which is a good transition, is the Buffalo Bills because they're building a new stadium. And then their first, you know, plan you know, submitting it, they want basically the general public to pay for 100% of the stadium funding, which is a joke in itself, but, you know, obviously it's a negotiation tactic, whatever, you can say what it is, it's not going to happen that way, there's no way the public is going to pay 100%, and I can understand it actually from their perspective why you would start like that and see as far as you can get um, with the negotiations. And before I continue with what I'm about to say, again, 
I am grateful for the Pagulas for taking over the Bills and keeping them in Buffalo. I'm happy that the Savers are in Buffalo. They've done a lot of good things in the community, this, that, and the other. You know, they're not terrible people by any means. Now, as far as owners go, they're awful. And this notion that Austin, Texas is going to be a spot the Bills could move if, you know, the general public isn't willing to fork over the money they want and it's basically a threat to move this team. And everyone, there's a, a good amount of people that think it's kind of an empty threat, which I also believe it is. I think it's kind of a bullshit threat, to be honest with you. But here's my gigantic issue with the Bagula saying that and doing that, or having them put that out. You were the owners that came in with the Western New York connection promising you weren't going to move either of these teams. The sole reason for the Sabres' existence was to win a Stanley Cup. We are not moving the Bills. You know, this is a community-built team. You know, we're not bringing them anywhere. It's one Buffalo until the end. One Buffalo? What the hell are you talking about? This one Buffalo bullshit when you're the one threatening to move one of the biggest things that this city is built on and their sports team that everyone shows up every given Sunday, whether the team is good, whether the team sucks, whether they're mediocre, and you're throwing out this one Buffalo and Kevin Adams is preaching with the Sabres that we want people that want to play here and you're going to throw out the threat of moving this team because they won't pay a hundred percent of a new stadium are you out of your mind like go sell your five billion dollar boat terry and fork over some damn money and like it's very critical of me to say that because you know i'm not as wealthy as him and maybe that's a little harsh of me to say from that perspective but i don't think i'm trying to come off as like I'm not saying Terry Pagula has to pay for the entire thing. I'm not saying that. But to threaten to move them away because you can't get 100% is pretty laughable. Also considering part of the money you want is to help renovate the Sabres arena. And the only reason you're going to be getting a new stadium and why you're going to get probably more from the general public than a lot of other teams would is because of how loyal this city is to this team and now that they're actually good, you know, you think you can just ask for 100%. How about all the years the Bills sucked, even when you took over, and the Sabres have sucked, and you want to ask for 100%? Get the hell out of here, man. And I know it's just an empty threat and negotiation tactic, and who knows if it's all true or not, but that report really just pissed me off, and... I know I'm probably way overreacting, just like a lot of other people did when it came out, and I'm going to calm myself down here, but all things lead back to them. They got to get their stuff together. The Bills are going to be good this year. I really think they have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. I'm hoping the Bills Stadium is going to be awesome when they do build it. They'll probably have a good negotiation. This Jack Eichel stuff will come to an end, but it was just stuff we had to talk about, and I think I'm going to wrap it up there, but... 
Appreciate everyone for tuning in for today's episode. Appreciate everyone listening to that rant. I know some of you probably have the same thoughts or different thoughts. Everything can change with winning with the Sabres. You know, I wish Jack Huggle the best. We'll see what happens in the near future. Um, like I said, me and Zach will be the, um, back on Friday. We're going to talk about um, all things with the trade deadline, or excuse me, not trade deadline, free agency, um, NBA draft, all that stuff. I'm going to be really hyped up because the Miami Heat have been doing a lot of great things. So we'll get to talk about that. And then um, next week, Tuesday, the 9th, we're going to be coming out with a new episode uh, with my new co-host, which, again, if you do not follow me on Instagram, please give me a follow there at English Concord Podcast. I will be probably dropping something on either Sunday um, or Monday, um, and we're going to record um, one of those two days. But plan on Monday or Tuesday. I think right now we're tentatively recording on the 10th, um, but we'll confirm later this week. Uh, thank you all again for listening. Hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. Appreciate all the support as always. This has been English Encore Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. These guys are good. Scary good. What a connection. Allen and Diggs. No one circles the way like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs>